From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. It's still crazy to think that the Miami Heat were one shot away. Just one made Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from being in the NBA Finals last year. Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals. I still remember it. Jimmy Butler pounding the ball down the right side of the court. Had Al Horford in front of him. Heat down by what? Down by two at that point. Jimmy pulling up for three for the win. But it was short off the front of the win. And that was the difference. That's what let the Celtics go to the finals against the Warriors. Only to get drubbed and in, in, in route to a Warriors championship. And that is what leaves the Heat here right now. And tonight the Heat have the Celtics 7:30 tip at FTX Arena. And the best way to go to any Miami Heat game, I don't think at this point there's even a, an argument about how you should be making your way to Miami Heat games in 2022 or any of the years before. Because the best way is the bright line. And Cyrus, you and I experienced that for ourselves. It's Ken Levicka Live. I'm Theo Dorsey filling in for Ken Levicka and Stone Labanowitz. We've got the Dominican diva, Jeanette Javier. And we've also got Cyrus Wittig, who joined me on Wednesday to watch the Heat's opener against the Chicago Bulls. We took the bright line down there. Um, Seamless trip. Premium tickets. And we even made a little... little, uh, we, we, We became... Content creators in that process as well, Jeanette. Did you see any of the stuff that we were kind of putting out there, the content? Yeah, y'all looked like you had a good time. I saw you, Theo, having like three different alcoholic beverages. Was that what that was? On the train over there. I thought they were non-alcoholic beverages. You take advantage of the premium passes. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. But I was like, okay, go off. No, no, 100%. When you're going to give me premium tickets to go watch my favorite team play, and I'm going to be able to do it in, in first class like the Bright Line train provides, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to be drinking the brews. I had some Corona. I had some Stella. I had some, uh, what is it? The, Sam, I think it was Sam Adams Sam Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Great um, beer. That's a great yeah, beer. We finished the night with some Old Fashions. So much meat and cheese. Wow. Had chocolate-covered pretzels. Yes. yes. Everything. It was great. It was a buffet. It was honestly the best trip I've ever had to go to an NBA game or any sporting event now that I think about it. It was easy. I, I came here to the downtown West Palm Beach Station, Ubered there, so got there without having to drive. Good. Hopped on the Bright Line. We shoot straight to the Miami Station, about an hour, hour 05, you know, not a long trip. But honestly, I wanted more time on the train. I was Me wondering too. if you felt that way, Cyrus. 100%. I was like, we can, I'd ride this thing, a, you know, a few more times. <laughs> That's what Comfy she said. seats. And let's put the, a huge emphasis on the fact that it only took you an hour to get to Miami yes. from West Palm. Yes. That's incredible. And we saw the traffic as we were making our way into the <laughs> Miami station downtown. Do a little nice pageant wave. Little to wave. It. Little wave to the to the people outside who were struggling as they were trying to make their way to find parking and all mm. of that. Cyrus, we didn't have to park. We walked right nope. in. Nope. Didn't have to park. Nice brisk, but five, ten minute walk to the stadium. Get right back on the train. Perfect timing. Buzzer beater. Stayed the, till the fourth quarter, got home. I, it's the best way I've ever gone to a sporting event, no matter the place, no matter the sport, period. It, it was great, and the only thing that would have made it better is if the Miami Heat would have showed up with a little bit of offense. You know, maybe a little bit of offense, maybe stop uh, a backcourt that didn't have their starting point guard or shooting guard. That would have been cool. That would have been nice to see, but at least 
the ride there and back was, uh, you know, we had a good open and close to the night. For sure. We'll, we'll talk about the Heat in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about the Heat. But remember, the Miami Heat are back, and so are Brightline's buzzer beater trains. For every Heat home game this season, hop aboard the Brightline and get to Brightline's Miami Central Station, which puts you just steps away from F- FTX Arena. I can tell you because I just did it this week. It's the easiest way to see the Heat. Whether you're coming from West Palm or Fort Lauderdale, there are three different trains arriving in Miami up to 30 minutes before tip-off of every single game. So if you don't want to miss a second of the action, you're going to want to take the bright line and stay until the final buzzer because thanks to the bright line buzzer beater trains, which depart after the game, you don't have to worry about leaving early. Plus, upgrade the premium like me and Cyrus did and upgrade your pregame with complimentary cocktails and bites little bit of extra leg room, always good, and comfortable leather seats and world-class service. Skip traffic, skip parking, and stay till the buzzer sounds at every heat game. It's a slam dunk. Book now at GoBrightLine.com and look for the buzzer beater icon. That's GoBrightLine.com. The Miami Heat again played tonight at FTX Arena against the Boston Celtics, a rematch of Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals where the Heat were one shot away. I, I got to start here with the Miami Heat as we talk about their chase to potentially getting back into the conversation of being contenders in the Eastern Conference. It's hard not to overlook one night, and that is opening night against the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I know that the the NBA is an 82-game season. You never overreact, just like even in the NFL, which is only 17 games. You don't want to overreact, but it just seems like the Heat knew they had offensive struggles. You knew we had problems getting points in the half court. And for that to persist in the first game back against a team that's not really that much of a threat to the Heat, or at least shouldn't be right now, it's a little, it's a little disconcerting as a fan. Jeanette, you had some thoughts on the Heat. Yeah, and I, you pointed this out on Twitter, and I responded to it. The Miami Heat have always had something against Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic. Fantasy rock star, by the way, in basketball. Since his days with the Orlando Magic, the the regular season opener was always the Miami Heat versus the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. And more times than none, the Miami Heat always lost to the Magic because of that big guy in the middle. Yeah. So the fact that you tweeted out, can somebody, why, why can't Bam play against Vucevic? I responded, the Miami Heat have never been able to figure out how to outplay him. You, you, you were right about that. You're also right about, again, I was frustrated with Bam, as many Heat fans have been through the playoffs, even through the regular season a lot. But just because so much of this offseason for the Miami Heat was all about Bam being more aggressive, becoming a bigger part of the offense, and scoring more. And I feel like we've been having that conversation for the past two, three years. We've been hearing all of the propaganda around Bam attacking and Bam being aggressive and Bam being a guy. And Nikola Vucevic, who is not really a rim protector, had Bam looking out of sorts. He was 5 for 15, 12 points, 9 rebounds. And the worst part about it, and Cy, you can attest to this, every time Bam scored, because the the crowd at FTX was dead most of the game. It was pretty quiet, a lot of empty seats, even for the opener. Every time Bam scored, it was a bit of relief and also a joyous you know, roar from the crowd because it was like, yes, finally, we're getting something from Bam, but it came like once a quarter – and it, it, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, he started, I think, one for nine and some really bad misses. Like, he had some two-footers from the hoop yeah. wide open that he missed. And I think he missed a, a, a dunk, maybe. And it was almost like when, when Ben finally got it to go a couple of times, like, the, the cheers were almost, like, ob- obnoxious. Yes. Like, like, 
like oh like like when a ref like when a ref like finally makes a call he's like oh you finally woke up it like, was yeah and look bam bam you just can't for a guy like that you cannot be turning the ball over five times I mean you can't you can't be leading the team in turnovers as a guy who's you know touching the ball like it's not like he's a primary ball handler but yeah some definitely things to worry about like Tyler Hero looked looked great he looked offensively good. Jimmy Butler got to the line sixteen times but. Again, game one, but Bam, a, a tough one, and then and then again, and Kyle Lowry. Um, I don't. Again, one night. I don't know. You don't want to put much too much in one night. It, yeah. Two points, one for seven, and it's he's a guy who's he's thir- He's a he's an older guy. He's an old guy, so it's kind of like he's an old guy. He's undersized. Pessimistically, well, he's undersized like, with height, but he's uh he's. A little oversized yeah. with uh, wide. He's but got like, that. He's got that girth to his game. But like you know, it's just Thick. is is how how long is Kyle Lowry gonna be able to be like a a big contributor to a a starting point guard on a team that wants to win an NBA championship? I mean, the thing is, he I feel like he can still be a starting point guard if he's in shape and if he's not throwing lethargic passes and kind of out of sorts on offense. Like, defensively, I thought Kyle Lowry was good per usual. But, I mean, it just was bad. It was bad all around for the Heat on offense, except for Tyler Hero and except for when Jimmy Butler was getting to the line. Outside of that, there was nothing consistent um, from the Miami Heat offense, and that's been the story. So, if they're going to be any good, um, they're going to need to clean things up on that side of the ball up. We got James in Boynton. James in Boynton calling in here on Ken Levick Alive, who wants to talk about the Philly teams doing so great. James, first off, how you doing? Great. And yourself? Great show, you guys. Good good show. Appreciate it, James. Listen, so what's what's your just, thoughts on Philly? I, I, no, I was just curious. What, what what are the odds of you got the Eagles doing well, the Phillies in, in the run right now, and then maybe the 76ers be able to pull up. Do you think it might be the year of the Phillies? Well, I mean, the, the, the Sixers right now are 0-2, though. Are you are you that confident in James Harden in the bunch? No, but I was just, you know, just throwing it out there, seeing that, you know, it's it's, it's just the start, but, you know, the season. But, you know, the just like Tampa that one year, you had the Lightning and, and the and the Rays and then uh, the Buccaneers, you know. I was curious of what are the odds of, of Philly doing something. I like that, James. You know what? I like that, and thank you for the call. Let's, let's I mean, I think – for one, what you can say about Philadelphia sports teams right now is having the talent that the Sixers have right now, because of course they're on two right now, and Joel Embiid is complaining about ISO ball, and there seems to be some dissension in that locker room yet again. You figure they'll work things out enough to at least be there in the postseason. You have the actual Phillies who are in the postseason right now in Major League Baseball and have a shot at a World Series, even though. We all know who's going to win the World Series. Absolutely. And that's the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we can really end the season now if we wanted to. Give me that ring. Who are up 2-0 right now in the Yankees. Of course, yeah, that's right. Jeanette Javier, in-game host of spring training for the Houston Astros at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. You get a ring at the end of the year when the Astros get that championship. The only ring I want. That's it. That's it. I love that. We're looking forward to that for you. I'm, I'm rooting for that, not just because I'm from Houston, but because I want to see you get that ring. And then... We got the Philadelphia Eagles, who at least out of all three of these teams, I mean, I guess the Phillies have the best shot at winning because they're in the playoffs right now. But the Eagles, they look like the best team in football right now outside of the Bills. They have a really good shot at a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the NFC, is, like I said, it's we've, we've been saying it's it's wide open. 
you compare the quarterbacks that Jalen Hurts is going to have to go through <laughs> compared to the quarterbacks that, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert are going to have to go through. It's it's miles apart. Mm. So, I mean, the Eagles. No love for Tom Brady there. You know, Eagles, 6-0. and I mean, they're, they're going to be yeah, – NFC East is going to be tough the rest of the way. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's got a little bit of a point. Like, cities, from time to time, like, they will get hot. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk talk about like Tampa Bay with with the Bucks and and the Rays and L.A. Like in the 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 Rams and the Lakers on Super Bowl like won championships sim- in similar years. Boston for basically an entire decade. Yeah. Celtics, yeah. Bruins. I mean, it does it does happen. I mean, Kansas City with with World Series with the Royals when the Chiefs had a couple of good teams. Like it it definitely it definitely does seem to happen. It's fun and it's fun what it does. All right, this is the most Eagles fan thing ever. Nobody talked about anything Philly for the whole hour and a half of the show. Yeah. And then, of course, an Eagles fans in the Palm Beach Treasure Coast area is like, okay, hold up. The Eagles have had wins over mediocre mediocre teams. Mm. As we mentioned yesterday, congrats. You got a couple wins. You beat the Browns. Everybody can. The Lions. They're feisty. The Vikings, I believe. The Cardinals. They got the Vikings their own. Their the Jaguars. Only of course they got the win. Like, chill out. Play a real team, Eagles fans, and then come back with your little confidence. Yeah, maybe play a team like the Steelers, Eagles fans. Let's get out of here. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that too soon? Very too soon. Okay. I still haven't worn my B costume. Let me get over that. When one are you going to pay that bet off and wear Next the B week. costume? And what I was also going to say about the Eagles, the Philly fans, I think their biggest win overall, is maybe Joel Embiid getting the MVP award. Oh, so you, you're calling a Maybe. No, 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 I'm saying maybe. But as far as, oh, it's Philly, the city's time. No. Don't get your pitchforks ready. Don't start making plans to ruin the city like you guys did when you won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay? Chill out. So out of Leave those three your city teams, alone. Out of those three teams, then Jeanette, because you're passionate about Philly right now, and I, I've never, I did not know that this would come. Uh, no, 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 I'm not passionate about Philly at all. I'm just over their fans. Oof. You guys had, you guys had mediocrity. Yeah. Gleaming through your city, and you're already ready to tear it up on over a win. Congratulations. So who do you think has the best chances out of those three teams out of uh, Philadelphia to win a, a championship this year? We're gonna leave the Flyers out of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and leave the Flyers out of it. He didn't even I, mention the Flyers. No, exactly. Honestly, I think it's not even a team. I think it's Embiid winning the MVP, so which Embiid, is not even that high. Embiid winning the MVP is is your vote for the, the the success of the Philadelphia franchises this year. Cyrus, do you think any of those teams? I mean, if you had to pick one and say that they're the ones having the parade this year, I mean, it's like it's you. You already said it. The Phillies are in the Final Four. Yeah, and they're they've got home field advantage now going home with the series tied 1-1. So it would be kind of, I mean, the smart money and the simple answer is the, is the Phillies. But, you know, I, I, I think the, I think the Eagles, you know, look, I, I think that, I think they got a good, I think they got a good chance just because I have Not no, I have no idea who's any good I in the NFC. I can't wait. I can't wait for their, for the fall. I'm just going to sit here eating my carrots. What makes you think the Eagles are going to fall though? They also have an easy schedule going ahead. Like, the Eagles are a good football team. They have a really good defense. They have a quarterback that looks like he's a top 10 at least quarterback in the league. He's got weapons all around him, a good offensive line. Their upcoming schedule, all right, they're already 6-0. and They have the Steelers at home. They're on the road to the Texans on Thursday night football. So you might get two wins there. You might get two wins. You come back home to host the Commanders. This is too easy for them. That's not fair. You're at the Colts. Gosh. 
You're home to the Packers. So I'm going to have to listen to Eagles fans more. You're going to have to listen. I mean, they they have a shot. They have a legit shot at winning 15 games, I've 16 games this year. Never have rooted for Aaron Rodgers. But when the Eagles play the Packers, which seems like their biggest game out of their whole season yeah. so far. Yeah. I'll be rooting for the Packers. Well, the big one for the Eagles will be December 24th, day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, as uh, as, as common folk would call it. I say the day before Christmas. Well, in the Latino culture, it's Noche Buena. We celebrate Christmas on December 24th. Really? The, the evening. We don't do anything on Christmas. Why not? Is it just... That's just culture. Okay. Oh, we do. That's what we... I don't... And it was really fun. I never did, really did the Christmas thing till I became really... Not really assimilated into the American culture. Yeah. Because usually we just wake up, open presents, eat leftovers from Noche Buena the night before, and that's it. Christmas so, is fun. That's kind though. of what we do. Yeah, I, I was about to say Christmas is fun for me because of just it's just the family gets together and then it goes from present opening to drinking and eating and oh. it's just like a it's a cool little event. Well, in full honesty, yeah, I do not like the holidays. You don't like any of them. I don't like Christmas. I don't like Christmas. I don't. I hate the holidays. It's a Grinch. I have literally walked out of stores when I hear Mariah Carey. Wow. I have done it a couple times where I'm with my cart full of stuff. Yeah. And I'm sorry to be that guy. But Mariah Carey comes on. How deep into bye. it? It's like. Ding, 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 bye. Ding. <laughs> I have two beats in. I hear the jingle bells and she goes off. I'm out. Why? Is, you, you're just not jolly? You're, are you really truly? You have it's a little bit of Grinch in your fake. heart? Everybody is fake around the holidays. Everybody oh. wants to show money that they don't have. Pretend like they all care about each other. Pretend like they can cook. No. So it's it's funny because she she just criticized Philly fans, but there's one thing that Jeanette Javier and Philly fans can agree on, and that's throwing batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah, they're yeah. Hater, haters. I'm in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm in it. Jeanette's a Philly fan at heart. I don't even need heart. to be in Philly. Get out of here. No, get out of here. <laughs> My headphones are out. Heck no. I she refuses to it. listen to Mariah Carey. All she wants for Christmas is you, Jeanette. I don't want her. Bye. It's for you to be jolly this year. No, absolutely not. Christmas is fake. Shocking development here on Ken Levick Alive. Christmas is fake. Make one wish come true. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not listening to the songs. For every, obviously, you're on radio, you can't hear me. I took my headphones out. I don't want to hear the song. He cut it off. You can put your headphones back no, in. No, I don't trust you. He cut it off. It's I all. don't trust you. I'm not trusting you. The song's off. No, thank you. Here's the good part right here. You see what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? And look at these idiots dancing. It's a good song. To the most cliche played oh out okay, Christmas okay. music we could cut the of song. all time. We could cut the song since we have the Grinch in. Jeanette Javier, the Grinch, which I, I didn't expect this being the turn of events here in Kinlevick yeah, Alive today. Yeah, heel turn today for, for Jeanette. I'm going to get you an Eagles jersey. Why? It just says Grinch on the back. Oh, because we like to throw things yeah. at Santa? Yeah. Absolutely. I'll do it. If it's only with that. Yeah. So maybe we got to see if the Bucks and the Eagles play. They I guess they don't this year. Um, but that could have been part of the bet. So, no, that sucks. And they won't play in the playoffs because one of those teams won't be making a postseason. So, that's, that's also disheartening. I'm assuming you're talking about the Eagles, right? Oh, my goodness. What, whatever, Jeanette Javier. The, the Grinch here on Ken Levick Alive. I never saw this coming, but Jeanette Javier. S- Cyrus, um, tonight we have, what, so many different events happening. We have the revenge game for the Miami Heat. That's Game 7 revenge from Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to be playing against the... Boston Celtics at FTX. We've got the Florida Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight as well. They're going to be playing the team that bounced them from the playoffs. Is is there any is there any other games this weekend that you see a big 
revenge factor too because I know that the uh, on Sunday we got the Dolphins hosting the Steelers on Sunday night football. Um, any other games that have – because I, I feel a big big revenge part of this weekend coming over me and as the troll myself that loves storylines, loves dissension, I'm, I'm kind of loving it. All right. I think the revenge game for me is going to be the Buccaneers versus football. Ooh. Get the well, win. They can prove a lot. Sure, get the win. Sure, a heck of a lot against Carolina. Just get Carolina. the win. I don't care against You're, who. Oh, they don't oh, have Christian McCaffrey anymore, oh, and I just oh, saw the boy. injury report. The Panthers are so bad. That you're you're now facing the game of football instead of the team on the other side of the sideline. It, we need a confidence win. Yeah, I I, can't, I don't play for the Buccaneers, but I'm gonna say we because I need it too. I can't argue against it. I can't argue against it. The McCaffreyless uh, Panthers versus the Buccaneers, um, or I guess the football, the game of football versus the Buccaneers. On yeah, Sunday. yeah, that's 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 my revenge game. Since you can't conjure up the Panthers, any of them for you, size. You look at that that slate that we have here. I mean, I think the best one is going to be Sunday Night Football because you have Brian Flores, lead defensive assistant with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who he's not just. And also, Stephen Ross can be at this game. Yeah, so he's off suspension, right? <laughs> Stephen Ross's suspension is done. Did you see um and uh, did you see DeAndre Hopkins' return from suspension, his video? Yes, the comeback video from yeah. PED suspension. Yeah, yeah. He put out a comeback video as if he was coming back from some crazy injury, but it was really him using PED. So that was that was weird, even though he did have a good game. Uh we'll talk a little bit about that Sunday night football game because I do want to touch on that. The Dolphins Steelers game. This will be the last time we get to talk to y'all before that game kicks off. Uh, and a little bit more. Uh, for Cyrus Whitting, Theo Dorsey, Jeanette Javier, this is Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. All right. From the Anajar and Levick Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Your fantasy football team not doing so well six weeks in. Boy, do I have the cure for you. Football fans, Cover 5 is back. Sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play sports game for season-long fun. Join for free at Cover5.com or the Cover 5 app, which is also, also free. It's a super easy way to play. All you have to do is pick five NFL teams each week that you will be, that you believe will beat the spread. The more points the team covers, the more points you score. The season-long winner will take home a Honda Classic Bear Trap prize pack. Use the code WPB22 to join. Again, the code is WPB22. Official contest rules can be found at ESPNWestPalmContest.com. The Cover 5 app, download it. It's free wherever you get your apps today. That's, that's pretty good stuff. That's good news for anybody that wants to get in on some action right now, have some skin on the game. Uh, I would say for sure, whatever the Bucks are favored by to play at Carolina this weekend, I would pick them to cover and more. I mean, it, that, that line can't be big enough. That line cannot be big enough out there as the Panthers continue their fire sale. And the, they continue to wither away. And again, ahead of the football season, I called it. You know, I got out of there before any of this ruckus happened when everybody was like, oh, Baker Mayfield will be a little bit better than Sam Darnold. I was like, nah, I think I've seen this movie before and I'm out. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of like, a, y- y'all, should, y'all should lean on me more for advice. I, I'm just more surprised you quoted Taylor Swift there, who just dropped an album at what, midnight. What was my Taylor Swift quote? I think I've seen this movie before. She said that? Mm-hmm. I don't, think, name she, of I don't think she was the first to say that. Oh. Is that the That's n- like Michael Scott quoting <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. I oh. think I've seen this movie before. <laughs> is that like the name of a song or name of a, the name of the album? It's a lyric. 
and a well, song. Okay, yeah, nah, she didn't do that. I, I okay. said that before Taylor Swift uh, was born. I told born. you guys I'm not good with my American idioms. Oh, you really thought she came up with that? Yes. Oh wow. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I've been saying like, how old is Taylor Swift? Like 25 or something? Like, no, nah, she's probably closer to 30 now. She is. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I thought she was younger. Because like, I mean, think about like, I just think about how long ago she realized the. Released like the 22, 22 song. You're like, right. That was a while ago. That was a so. while ago. She might be my age. She's 32. Taylor Swift is Christian Cat. He just Taylor Swift is 32. That's amazing. She's older than me. She's older than me. Older than me. Wow. And I'm older than both of you. Go Taylor. All right. Did you did you guys enjoy her big release thing on Amazon Prime last night during the the football game? I I was. Is that where you got that quote from, Jeanette? No, it's from a previous album. Oh, this isn't even the new stuff you're No, quoting. no, I have not listened to one Taylor Swift song. Okay. Yeah, Nor seen, I didn't see any drop. I didn't watch yeah. more than a quarter of football last they, night. They jumped in the broadcast midway through on Prime Video they, last night to let us know that Taylor Swift was dropping an album. So I like switched over. I was in the studio late work, and I switched over to a different tab, and I kept going back to seeing like when the Taylor Swift thing was done. <laughs> it was a long time. And, and But the funny thing is, I think Amazon like stops the broadcast when you switch to different tabs so you don't lose your place, which is oh. kind of smart. So I kept going back and I was like, how long is this Taylor Swift <laughs> thing? Like, oh my Lord. Yeah, because it was technically not a commercial. It was part of the broadcast. Yeah, I get, I guess. So yeah, that's that's how they got you. They kept pausing it. That, that's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was utterly shocked. I also did not know she was still making music, but I'm happy for her. And she looks good for 32. She's, I think she's still like, I mean, she's, she's still, still like, top. she's like the, Queen of pop right now, like you could say. Yeah, but like Rihanna is is still like really up there, but she doesn't make music. Yeah, she anymore. doesn't make music. She don't need to. No, she no, she doesn't. Neither yeah. does Taylor Swift. But it's just yeah, yeah. LeBron doesn't have to play basketball anymore. Tom he Brady, doesn't. Tom Brady doesn't have to play football. Nope. nope. We're so, lucky to have him. We're lucky to have all of them, including Taylor Swift. Good luck on the album. I hope people buy it. Um, <laughs> I, Do people still buy albums? I don't know. I think I they just stream stuff. I didn't even know Taylor Swift was making an album. So, yes, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's going to buy it on vinyl or something. It, people buy albums, though. I mean, I buy vinyl, but not, like, CDs. You know what the silliest thing is? My fiancé Ashley bought uh, the Renaissance vinyl, the Beyonce Renaissance vinyl, um, just recently. And we don't have a record player. Oh, that's weird. She just like bought it for decoration. She just, well, I told her I was like, we need to get a record player soon. I want a record player. I think it would be a nice addition to the house. I know a music. lot. Of, I know a lot of. I have a record collection. I yeah. just spent good money on a record player too. So let me know if you need advice. I will. I will be coming to you because I really want a record player. But for her to, you know, kick that to the side, the actual instrument we need to play records and buy the Renaissance vinyl. I yeah. thought was putting the cart before the horse. Actually, I don't blame her. There was a solid. Five months where I did not have a record player because the previous one was broken yeah. before I bought the new one. That was the time I bought vinyl the most. <laughs> That's I like would Wayne- go to a record store and drop easily $150 on used vinyl. Wow. It's like Wayne's World when the crazy girlfriend, I think Stacy gets him a gun rack. Yeah. You got With me no a gun. gun. I don't even own a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you got me a gun rack. It's something to aspire to, I guess, man. I, I- what, whatever it is, we have a vinyl of Beyonce Renaissance. I don't anticipate us getting Taylor Swift's um, I've Seen That Movie Before album. Yet. That's a previous one. This okay. one's called Midnight. It's called Midnight. Oh, and yeah, she said she's dropping it at midnight. So that was uh, that's that's your Taylor Swift update today on Ken Levick Alive, which is cool. But, you know, as cool as it is, it's not our EDS coolest moment of the week, which I think it's time to announce that right now. 
Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. It is ring season in Houston, Texas. Houston, we got a problem, and hopefully it's solved continuously as Jeanette Javier continues her ring chase with the Astros, who are up two zip, yeah, after last night's mm-hmm. 3-2 win over the New York Yankees. And after the game, I didn't even know this was happening on TBS, but after the game, they have a segment called Who's Your Daddy with, of course, Pedro Martinez, mm. a, a well-known villain to the Yankees from his playing days with the Boston Red Sox. And he announced this to Yankees fans and all Yankee supporters across the world. So the Houston Astros are the Yankee daddy already. Let's get that one more time. Listen in because he's the he's proclaiming who the Yankees daddy is, and I think you'll like the answer. So the Houston Astros are the Yankees daddy already. The Houston Astros are the Yankees daddy already. Mm-hmm. Halfway to the World Series, Jeanette Javier. How? Cool is that to hear? Freezing. <laughs> I put me in an icebox, honey, because that's where I belong right now. <laughs> I love it to have a Dominican prince. Yes. Pedro Martinez, a uh, a guy the Yankees still probably have oh, some resentment for, for the amazing pitcher he was with yes. the Boston Red Sox. Okay. For him to straight up call the Astros the daddy. Yes. For the Yankees, who yes. are down zero and two. Who are blaming the wind and the roof mm. Mm, for the mm, loss? Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. When you start blaming weather, you're that the Astros are definitely the Yankees' daddy right now. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's let's take that because after the the loss, um, the Yankees who are struggling to find their footing in this series, they're losing to the Astros again. There's no trash cans to blame this time. All right, that we know of. There, no, no, no. There's no oh, trash cans stop. to blame this time. So they're looking for any and everything to find for why they're losing to the Astros outside of the Astros just being better. Here's their latest run of excuses on why they're losing. That ball the judge hit, I mean, it was only about 370, but did you think it had a chance in that short, right? Yeah, I think, you know, who'd have thought? I think the roof opened kind of kind of killed us. I, I, think, I think it's a 390 ball. I think it was like 106 at whatever... And when I went out to take Seve out, we noticed it a lot with Tucker's ball. You know, the base hit he got to right, it kind of looked like it just went and stopped. And then I think Judge is a homer all the time. Wind was blown in? The wind point. was blown, yeah, across like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't think, like, he smoked it like no doubter, but it felt like his homers to right. That was Aaron Boone, Yankees uh, manager there, trying to find a uh – some kind of an excuse for why they lost. Talking about the the wind, maybe not letting Aaron Judge's home run get out the building. I have a question for our Yankees fan over here, sirs. Yankee Stadium does it have a roof? No. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Look, I I compl- I'm in a complete agreement. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Yankees fan, and I think this is pathetic by Aaron Boone. I mean, you're talking about you're complaining that a game played outside was played outside. <laughs> like you're complaining that the roof was like. In what world we're talking about exit velocities and all this crap and talk about all the time the analytics of baseball? You were complaining because the roof was open. What is yeah. up with like, New York teams blaming weather? You had it with the Bills and the Heat when they played the Dol- when they lost to the Dolphins, and now the Yankees are up here losing. It's 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 sad. It's sad um, to know, but also it's good for Astros fans 
Um, as we also, I mean, it seemed like maybe that was the company line after the game because also, Cyrus, it wasn't just Boone talking about the weather and that being the reason why the home runs didn't land for the Astros. It was also actual Yankees players. This is from SNY after the game. I threw a great pitch. I mean, he hit it at 91. So that's the only thing that I'm going to say. And Judge hit it at 106 and let it go out. So, I don't know, they got luck. Were you surprised that ball got out? I mean, I did. I, I didn't know at the beginning how hard he, he hit it, but when I saw the iPad, I know, I know the wind was blowing. I mean, that was the only reason that I woke it out. Uh, I think I make a good pitch in that situation there, you know, uh, and that's it. That's Luis Severino trying to make sense of the fact that he gave up uh, the home run to, to Alex Bregman, a three-run home run. Um, trying to make more excuses for those New York Yankees. I'm baseball guy right now. Anybody listening right now is like, is that Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine, talking baseball? You're damn right it is, Cyrus. I, I just, I just, you're blaming, <laughs> the blaming is just. He, you're saying he hit the ball 91 miles an hour. My guy hit the ball 106 miles an hour. Who cares? I don't even know. What analogy to equate that to? Maybe it's saying like, oh, we gained more yards than you in football, so we should have won. Or in you know, hockey, we had more shots than you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is like you're the Yankees. You're supposed to be the evil empire, the the villain who loves crushing the dreams of lesser, poorer franchises, Looks loves to kick teams when they're down. And you're making excuses about the roof yeah. and saying, oh, we, we hit it harder. Who? Like... The, Yan- the Astros are absolutely the Yankees' daddy. Absolutely the Yankees' <laughs> Save daddy. Save that market. We have got to keep that. Yes, please. I mean, how could like? I mean, I'm just calling it like I'm just calling it like it is. Like the Astros have beaten the Yankees in the playoffs. What like four straight? Or it, this might be making four straight times now. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the Yankees and 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 Pedro Martinez. He said himself. Pedro Martinez famously said, "The Yankees are my daddy." When the when the Yankees yeah, when, they was when the Yankees had Pedro's number back when um, I think this is maybe when Pedro was in Philly. I can't remember exactly, but a long time ago when yeah. Pedro was was pitching. And so, look, sometimes you you got to you got to just admit it. I admit it, and the Yankees got to do something about it because they can't complain to Mother Nature. Go do it yourself. Yeah, go do it yourself. It's pathetic. They're going back home this weekend with two more games, and we'll find out if those are the last two games of their season as the Astros try to punch their ticket to the Fall Classic, which will put a big smile on my face. And it could be four games away from putting a big ring on Jeanette Javier's mm. finger. We've got the Grinch, Jeanette Javier. We've got the football or the high school football guru in, in Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast, Cyrus Whitting. And then me, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, filling in for Ken Levicka and Stone Labanowitz on a Friday. This is Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. We are still in the thick of football season, not just professional and not just collegiate, but also on the high school turf and grass throughout Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Tonight, coverage of high school hysteria starts at 6 with Cyrus Whittick and then goes into football night in South Florida. Myself, Theo Dorsey, and the Grinch, Jeanette Javier. I don't like calling you the Grinch. even though I you own it. Okay, cool. 
The Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch, Jeanette Javier. We're both going out and shooting games. Cyrus, you're going to be doing play-by-play for Football Night in South Florida. What's our Football Night in South Florida game of the week this week? Going to the showdown up north, Fort Pierce Westwood, Fort Pierce Central. Going to see our guy, Chris Coquel, seeing if the uh, the Panthers can bounce back after a tough loss last week. I think they're 5-2 and two this year, so... Yeah. Uh, this will be a good one, and, and Fort Pierce Central uh, won the uh, won the showdown last year in overtime, so Westwood wants that trophy back. Showdown 43, Westwood wants the trophy back. They've won like four or five in a row. The big the big storyline for me, I talked to Chris Coquel. Um, Coquel said that there's less pressure on him for football night in South Florida, maybe so as a coach than back when he was commentating on it. He says the pressure is on you and Jimmy Bell tonight. He told me that. On what was that Monday? Okay. When I went to a Westwood practice, he says you and Jimmy Bell tonight on their call. He says y'all have a lot of pressure because not only will Coquel coach his team to a win is what he's looking to do. He's going to be reviewing the tape from y'all after the game. So do you feel any of that pressure right now, Cyrus Whitting, knowing that that Chris Coquel is going to be reviewing and, and grading out how you do on his play? Absolutely not. No pressure. Well, I'm gonna. I'm speaking with Coquel wow. about three fifteen, and I'm gonna go over his his roster for pronunciation. So if I get any names wrong, yeah. that's on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, just I just want you to know before you're meeting with Coquel and before you call the game that he's um, definitely gonna have some scrutiny on on you for that one, Jeanette. What what game are you going to tonight? I'm Glade Central at Suncoast. That one. It's tough because it looks like two teams that might not be making the playoffs, but at least it's another uh, home game for Suncoast who has their band back. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to win it. And Suncoast, first-year head coach, Glade Central, first-year head coach. So we got two coaches trying to make a stamp, trying to build a foundation. Yeah, Glade Central has won 10 straight in that series. So, I mean, I'm not sure. Glade Central, they don't have too many down years. So if Suncoast is going to pull the upset and and, uh, get a win, it, it might have to be tonight. And my personal goal for that game is not to get run over. Yeah, is that so? Your last time on the sideline was when last year. Yeah. And was that the last? That was the time you got ran over. Well, I did multiple. I was working. Oh, you came every a Friday days after, night yeah. last season. Um, and one, uh, I was run over. One, I was actually like ran, like pushed down. Yes. And there was another time where I just moved. This time, you moved out the way. So, so as long as I don't get hit, I'm happy. The the weird thing about shooting football games, especially on the sidelines, and people don't think about it, is when your eye is through that view hole, that viewfinder, you're not able. Your peripheral is kind of cut off. Mm-hmm. So some people look at it and they watch you get hit, and they're like, "How the heck did you not get out of the way?" Sometimes you don't see the players until it's too late. Until they hit you. So same thing happened to me in Del Rey. Um, just this past football night in South Florida weekend. I remember. Um, I was hit. Two players actually hit me at the uh, the game. Um, American Heritage hosting. Who did they have? I can't even remember. But it was Somerset Canyons. Summer was it Somerset this past weekend? Yes, it was Somerset. You're right. That was a game of the week for uh, WPTV. So I, two players ro- coming off the field. It was a receiver in a corner. You know how they get into their tussles. They're not part of the action. So mm-hmm. I got the, my eye on the action, which is the run play coming at me. The receiver and corner are tussling. They come running off the field. They both hit me, but luckily it was. You know, not it wasn't like it was Vero Beach and and uh and Treasure Coast, so the guys weren't as maybe big and broad. So I stood my ground. Is all I'm okay? I was say. about to say. Yeah, it, it was like they both hit you. They went down. <laughs> stand tall. They, they they bounced off of yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. This guy contract. Like, I was like, oh oh, that's not a maybe not so good for uh for the prospects of their team, but good for my own health that I was able to withstand that hit. I don't know if I would have the same 
um, ability to do that tonight because I have Treasure Coast and um, Centennial, and both of those teams um, definitely have some some bigger players, especially on the outside. So I'm a little nervous about that, but should be some good games tonight for high school football, and also looking forward to what we have professionally. Also, I mean Miami Heat. If I could just make one beckoning call here, one call for for action here. Okay. I just want I just want them to beat the Celtics tonight at home. Like that's all I ask of this weekend. My all five of my fantasy football teams can lose. I don't know how you have a life. All three of my fantasy basketball teams could lose. What? The Chiefs could lose. You have three basketball fantasy yeah, I do. basketball teams. I'm a sicko. You're wild. I'm a sicko. My only weekend wish is that the Miami Heat beat the Celtics. Do y'all have any weekend wishes you want to get out before we got to get out of here? We all know mine. Please, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. Bucks win. Cyrus. Jayhawks win. Jayhawks win. Who do the Jayhawks have on Saturday? They play Baylor. Jayhawks win. They get bowl eligible. That's my wish. When, I only have one. Have y'all been bowl eligible recently? 2008. Oh, last time. Okay, and y'all had y'all had game day this year. This is the we year of the Jayhawks. Day. This is the year. The year of the Jayhawks. So I'm going he- for Baylor. My favorite <laughs> basketball player from FAU was a transfer from Baylor. So, so that's your. All right, that's Grinch. my connection to Baylor. Two different sports. I don't know. Connection to Baylor. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Whatever. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's our weekend wish. I hope yours come true as well. For Cyrus Whitting, Jeanette Javier, and Silent Christian Cat, I'm Theo Dorsey. Have a good rest of your weekend.